0: We are Science Fiction Remnant, a
1: podcast for sci-fi lovers spanning across books, movies, TV shows, and games. This is Season 1, Episode 39, Anime, Dr. Stone, for March 13, 2021.
0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Science Fiction Remnant. Thank you so much for coming back.
1: This means a lot to us. We hope that you find this episode as exciting to listen to as it was for us to create for you.
0: If you like this show and know someone who might like this podcast, please share it. It would help us greatly in growing this channel.
1: You can also follow us on Twitter at SciFiRemnant and share any comments you have about this podcast with your friends and family. We appreciate it. This podcast is a proud member of the Let's Chat Club. Find out how you can become a member by going to the website net. Okay,
0: so this week we're talking about another anime, Dr. Stone.
1: Get excited! <laughs> I had to say that.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you guys have, have seen this anime, it really called my attention. Um, Giancarlo's actually um, showed me this for the first time. I never knew this anime was um, out there. But it caught my attention because it it actually shows
1: the importance of science. It, it actually, if you think about it, this show is a master, master class for science from the ground up. <laughs> That's what I like about this show.
0: So it, it, it was released on July 5th, 2019, and I can't believe I never, ever heard of that before. Um, the show is really good, and, and the, the premise of the show is um, something happened, and I like to estimate it was uh, when this happened at the beginning of the show, it was uh, 2019.
1: Yeah, current time. Current time.
0: Uh, and obviously current time for the time that the show was you know released and there was a flash and a flash um it
1: was like a green light that covered all all of the face of the earth
0: yeah it covered the entire earth and as that wave um was going around the planet um every human and bird
1: it was a swallow bird swallow bird and human only that one
0: they all turned to stone, and and that that was a question too that I wonder and I don't think they really explained in in the anime as to why specifically
1: the swallow bird the
0: swallow bird and the humans and not monkeys or dogs or mm-hmm. cats or uh, everything else was okay, but the humans and the swallow birds. And so, basically, we have um, a little flashback to in the first episode that we watch, where we see this young kid. He's a high school kid that is a genius. Um,
1: and God, he's here. It's magazine material. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The hair, yeah, it's yeah, it, it must have taken a lot to get that hair the way it was.
1: Well, he has it all the time like that, so I don't know what the heck he did to it.
0: <laughs> Gorilla glue, yeah, does <laughs> wonders for your hair.
1: <laughs> I, I would think something stronger than that, maybe like masking tape.
0: <laughs> so, th- this kid, he you know, he since he was a very young um boy, he always you know, was very interested into science. He always wanted to be an astronaut. So we get him, we get to see him building things. I mean, things that, you know, and as a kid, the things that he's building would be things that maybe a teenager would be building.
1: These are are the kind of stuff, in my mind, they are like science projects for teenagers. And this boy is making them with seven, eight years? Yeah,
0: yeah. And and you get to see. I mean, even when he's a teenager, he's building things that would be long in a company.
1: Honestly, I mean, the first thing that we see when the show starts, they're in high school. Yes. He's the president. He's the youngest president of... Uh, I think it's like a science department on school.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And on top of that, what is he doing? He's working with a machine that decomposes plastic bottles and makes gasoline out of it. Yes. He's doing this on school. On school. <laughs> in a small machine. <laughs>
0: so it is very apparent from the moment that we see. Um, his name is Senko. Um, very apparent for the moment we see that he is a prodigy, he is definitely a genius. Mm -hmm. Um, and he is really good in science. Mm -hmm. Um, and and we get little hints throughout the show where you know he has expertise or, or minor expertise in basically everything. Yeah, so you know it's not something that you normally see in real life, obviously, but then again, we're watching. You know, number one is a sci-fi, number two is an anime. So yeah. everything goes.
1: But um, Although I wouldn't doubt that people like that exist.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you can. It, 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 the reason why I said you don't see that in real life is because uh, a scientist, which is what is being implied that Senku is, um, usually has a...
1: Uh, it branches out to some specific yes, specialty. Because,
0: and, and I understand because you can't really study everything. Yeah. Um, so you can you have to like pick one of the things that calls your attention the most, and you can concentrate on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see how he, Senku, um, although is not apparent what his uh, special talent is within science, he, he, you can see that he's very passionate about science in general, and okay. all the other stuff. It's kind of like, you know, while we might work in computers and have a hobby in, in baseball, uh, he worked in science and his hobby is science. Yes. And and he's very, you know, he's very passionate. He's He doesn't seem, he seemed to be more interested in science and everything else. While all the boys his age are like looking at girls.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's not that he doesn't like girls because it, it's very implied. It. It's just... He His
1: priority is not girls.
0: Yeah, it's just, you know, science. Mm-hmm. You know, and what 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 I can do with science. So, this is the the kid, you know, one, among the entire planet, obviously, that was turned to stone. And, and we see the premise of the show is he's walking up um, after 3,700 years. Mm-hmm. So they, the, the planet has been without humans for three thousand seven
1: hundred years. Mm-hmm. There's not a single building standing. Ex. Yes. I mean, think about it. They show you when he gets petrified. He's standing on a maybe third floor in a high school yes. uh, hallway. Yeah, because when
0: when the green glow came in, he was looking out the window, wondering what that glow was.
1: No, and he was looking out the window, uh what's the name of his uh friend? Taiju? Taiju. Taiju was gonna declare himself to the girl that he likes. Mm-hmm. So everybody was watching outside. Actually betting that she was gonna hurt his feelings or something. But like they show you before that that like they kinda were alike and they like each other. But like everybody was looking outside because he was going to go after five years of like having a crush on her. Yes. He was going to tell her. And right when he's about to talk, that thing happens. So now (laughs) instead of waiting
0: five years, now he had to wait 3,700 years (laughs) to talk to the girl and tell him, you know, hey, I like you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Quite a wait. Oh, man. But but what I was trying to say is Mm -hmm. when he wakes up, there's nothing left of a building. In anywhere like anywhere that you see around it's just nature
0: yes and nature,
1: mountains and hills
0: nature completely over overtook everything um and it's something really cool that i find about let's say about planet earth you know and we can see like if you google abandoned cities and stuff like that um it Also, it was you know something that it was displayed in that movie that we made the episode on Broga, mm-hmm. where you have, you know, the planet nature will take its place back, mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. Now, we because of the humans' lifespan, we don't see this happen because, you know, it, you know we leave. And t- typically about a hundred years time
1: and, works differently for nature <laughs> exactly
0: but you know this show brings that into perspective because you know we we live an average of let's say let's say you know 100 years and and we might move from location so our civilization might grow and grow mm-hmm. uh, and there's certain parts that get Forgotten, and that's how we see those. And when you search for Google for abandoned places, but this this show brings into perspective what happened is that abandonment of a city, in this case, the entire planet, happens for longer than our time span, which in this case is more than three thousand years. Mm-hmm. And and that's exactly what I would expect Earth to do, not only overtake its proper place. But completely destroyed. So, you know, with time and erosion, obviously, what, you know, previously were buildings and cars and Mm -hmm. airplanes. So, in this case, after all that time, all we see is nature.
1: Yes. And I have an observation. I wouldn't say as much as that nature destroys, but our own structures probably crumble. To the ravaged type,
0: exactly. So, like for example, there was a scene when they were showing a, a, a dam, right,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, like the Hoover Dam, right. So, what happens if you don't give maintenance? It cracks.
1: Um, becomes ev- becomes a flow. Eventually, it breaks. It, it crumbles. Creates floods and new and new canals and rivers.
0: Yeah. So eventually. Um. If you and, and let's Let's go back to the show Let's say for example You look Within this show You look at the Hoover Dam You will not recognize Where it was Because no. it Would just be a river
2: mm-hmm.
0: And and of course You know Land masses Move
1: It will be a river If it's not dry Because of change Of flow From exactly. whatever The main source of water That's the other thing It's been so long That I would Venture to say Even the biology Of earth has continued to evolve. Not saying that mm-hmm. that plants change, but like some rivers would will will run dry while others would start flowing out. Landmasses.
0: Landmasses, they, they move slowly. Yeah, you the know, tectonic plates. We don't get to see big changes because of our time span. But in 3,000 years, that would probably be a lot more noticeable to someone if you were able to last that long to see yeah. the difference. And that brings me that brings me to another question. We're bringing out the thirty seven hundred number you know three thousand seven hundred year number, and I remember when I was watching the show for the first time, I was wondering how is it that Senku knows exactly how long you know has passed since the moment that he was petrified and this is a discussion that me and Giancarlo Carlos were having in the show. He says that he was counting, mm-hmm. um, counting seconds to be sp- specific.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We know that he's a scientist. We know that he's really good. He must be really good at you know, as a mathematician.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You need to be good with numbers if you're dealing with science. Not necessarily you have to be a, a mathematical genius, but you need numbers for science. So it, it is apparent that he would be better in numbers than you average person. You know, I'm not claiming that he's a mathemat- mathematician in any way. He is a, science, a scientist. So he says that he's counting the seconds until he wakes up. And when he, he calculated it all up, it was a total of... Um, as a matter of fact, if you watch the, the, the episode, he actually tells Taiju... That is um, the the year fifty seven thirty eight,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is if you count back from twenty nineteen is technically three thousand seven hundred and nineteen years. So that brings that brings a question that we were discussing.
2: You know, a human being. I don't think that you could be in a state. Of awareness
0: isolated force from from social
2: interaction for a long time mm-hmm. this it actually causes paranoia
0: uh it, it i mean it, there's a long laundry list
1: psychosis psycho
0: yeah or psychological issues yeah and, and this you could see like if you watch the movie uh, uh Castaway, for example, Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, Tang Hanks, when he comes back to civilization, you notice this effect. Obviously, it's a movie, but this is why you know humans are social animals. We need to we need to be social, and uh, isolation normally will cause this. Now, this is worse than isolation. Uh, For this, this, is
1: not mere physical isolation,
0: you are petrified,
1: it's like you're put in a coma. And you are not coming out of it, but you're not dying either.
0: Exactly. So most people, you know, will not be able to keep calm. So without keeping calm, you know, the, the psychological effects will be actually worse. Because fear kicks in and and we could see this because at the beginning you can you can hear some of the people complaining it's like what's going on i can't move i can't see freaking out and they're freaking out the fear kicks in and and that fear will actually make you go mad mm-hmm. on a situation like that also also i think what what is your thought on that
1: my thought <clears throat> yes that makes total sense and i mean if you think about it Uh, one observation that I have while watching the show is that not everybody had the ability to stay conscious. That's what I was getting to. A lot of people that woke up actually gave you that idea. Like they were, they felt like they were on a, on a slumber. Yes. Dreamless slumber for the whole time they were sleeping while some of them had some rate of consciousness and some of them had none. Right. Correct. Um, but besides that, like even him, he kind of gives you tr- he tried to gives you an explanation mm-hmm. on on his consciousness. Like he said, if I'm not mistaken, he said that he could count up to eight hundred thousand before losing losing consciousness. And then he made the calculation to about how long in like measuring a daytime that was taking him. Mm-hmm. So after that, he was able just to look at the at the daytime and count with that calculating how long it took him to lose his consciousness so he wasn't literally just counting and counting yeah he probably created markers so he wouldn't have to count per se but mm-hmm. look at other time frames that would tell him okay so many thousand seconds have happened yes and yeah. just keep on adding up
0: i i was thinking if he is able to assuming that he's calculating the numbers that he was able to count as he was conscious without filling in the blanks, what percentage of that entire time, regardless of how big the time must be, would you, see it, would you say it would be safe for a human to remain sane under those circumstances? For some reason, I want to say 10%, but I don't know what your thought is.
1: That would be an accurate uh, way to put it. My thought about it, the way that I, I think I see it more from a spiritual point of view, mm-hmm. when that would happen to a person, imagine our question about death, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do we know about death? We don't know really nothing. There's a lot of hypotheses and things that people think there, but there's mm-hmm. no proof. So if you think about it, this would be like death. You're just... Shut in your own consciousness on a dark room. Yes. You cannot move. You cannot go anywhere. You're still conscious. Usually, a person that would have uh, sanity and normal level of sanity like he has, I would venture to say you have to be enlightened. Yes. That's the only thing, because once you're enlightened, you are... You are given to the present, you know? It doesn't matter how things are. You are accepting of it, and it does not interfere in your perception or who you are anymore. Mm
2: -hmm. But then again,
1: being enlightened is not something that you can go to the corner in the market and buy it, you know? It's actually very difficult to achieve.
0: I believe he's enlightened to a certain point because because of the level of science and this kind of stuff that he knew, the Mm -hmm. kind of stuff that he can do he has a different level of perception of what is around him and what is humanity, completely different than everybody that was surrounding him at that time. Mm -hmm. And and notice how I said that, because obviously there have been, uh, at that time there had been a lot of scientists and people that I believe might be a lot more intelligent and more able than he is, but we don't see them. Mm -hmm. And it just, just happens that he is the first one to wake up. Mm -hmm. So the reason I was thinking that is this, you know, thought experiment, let's call it that way, changed my perception of the show. So going back to the question, I believe that maybe about 10% of the time conscious out of all the time that
1: he was petrified. Now, how do you come to the number of 10%? Just, just a wondering thought? Just a wondering thought, because anything
0: higher than that, he would not be able to come out, out of a 3,000-year slumber as sane as he is. For all I know, it could be a 2%.
1: Or one yeah. percent. One thing that leaves me wonder. I, I don't know if you remember, we we're watching the channel because of science the other day, mm-hmm. and he was talking about immortality, and he was saying like, up after like three thousand years, we should not be able to remember some things because there's certain limited amount of space to yeah. our brain. So you prove my point right there. So so right there also. It, it also leads me to wonder. Like, there's a lot of data. But I mean, when you're picking to kind of debunk the show exactly. by saying this, but like, if you think about it, he should not even remember everything science as it is, because by that time, the things that you think you remember
2: mm-hmm.
1: are thoughts that you're replaying in your head that go changing inside of your head every time that you replay them. Because basically, how can I put it? It's like the like the phone game, mm-hmm. but it's happening inside of your own head. When you replay information and it's never, from the beginning, 100% accurate. That's just human margin error. Yeah. Now, you multiply that by replaying it, it just goes losing the integrity of the information over yeah, time.
0: Yeah, So, let me, let me give you a little thought of experiment that we never discussed before. Let's assume that 10% is the number, mm-hmm. okay? That means... That he, out of the 3,000 plus, let's say, 3,700 years that he was
2: in slumber Mm -hmm. or petrified, 370 of those years he was awake.
0: That still is a high number to keep sanity.
1: Yes. Now, here's my thought even though there are not any how can I put it, Uh, even though they are not structures left from society, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if, like, they actually find a statue on the first and the second episode. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if a statue made out of copper would survive 37,000 years. And another thing is, it leaves me wonder, like, I mean... I'll spoil it out because it's part of it, but you know, like, there is actually one little uh, village of people that were there before that were not petrified. Yeah, but we already know what happened. We know what happened. Now, wouldn't you think, I mean, why didn't it take us so long to evolve in previous society and humans will stay on Stone Age for 37,000 years? Those are a lot of un- unanswered questions. Because if you think about it, we can go ten thousand? Mm. Ten thousand BC. So it will be right now what twelve thousand years, right?
0: No, but you know what? It does make sense. If you look at the time frame of civilization.
1: 3000 years it's a ride. but like 37000 years and like you see there's some smart people that that come from these other generation of people that were not petrified so i would venture to think that in 37000 years there will be quite few uh, uh technological advances actually supposedly we are not 37000 years out of uh, uh stone age mm-hmm. so i would think that I mean, our evolving process when it, when it comes to our intellect and adaptability with new tools, it would happen the same way.
0: Well, that brings a good question. We Remember that documentary we saw where the average, you know, from, from the first moment they, a human being built a structure
2: mm-hmm.
0: until now,
2: we can estimate that it has been. 20,000 years. 20,000 years. Yeah. So this is 2021. So that's a big amount of years where we were
1: on the so, blank. On the Living blank. in caves like animals.
2: <laughs>
0: so if you have that in perspective, the show kind of makes sense. Yeah. If you look at it in that perspective. That's true. Because it has been 3,700 years. And we got to where we at right now after 20,000 years.
2: Mm-hmm. But going back to the question as Just, to how he kept saying on...
0: 10% and that's just my assumption the show never mentioned that this is just me calculating I think the number has to be a lot less than that because that would be the that would mean that he's awake 370 years and someone awake for 370 years in isolation I think still will go mad
1: yeah although it's better than 3,000
0: years <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this is gonna bring back your question about how humanity stayed in the Stone Age
2: mm-hmm.
0: all that time. And maybe bring your, your thought mm. into a valid perspective, because if you think about if, let's assume that it's 10%, which we know it's not. It has to be a lot less than that, right?
1: And I have a reason why it's not 300-something years. I can assure you that. I can give you the reason why it's not.
0: Yeah, no, but look, look at my argument, right? Let's assume that it's 10%. Mm-hmm. That means, out of the three thousand seven hundred years he was awake for three hundred seventy, which I don't agree. Okay, someone awake for three hundred seventy years will be insane. But let's just for for the sake of the argument, let's say it's ten percent. If you calculate how the total time, assuming that the time that he calculated, the three thousand seven hundred years, was at ten percent. That he was able to count while he was conscious. This means that the actual time that passed is around thirty-seven thousand years, not three thousand seven hundred years. Knowing this, what you said about civilization makes sense. Cause at that point, they should have been where we at right now.
1: I guess some interesting information that actually proves that your hypothesis might be on the right. Go ahead. So I wouldn't just out of curiosity, because I don't know if you remember, they showed he's trying to navigate and they realized that the axis of the earth has tilt ever since. Yes. So much time ha- has happened. Yeah. Now, just so you know, I don't know if you remember, they actually show a drawing of how much it tilts. It's not very much, but mm-hmm. it's some. Yeah. The Earth axis actually tilts. About 22.1 to 24.5 degrees on 41,000 years span. Wow. So, so, it, so it actually, the- you you might be on the right that it is not 3,700, but 37,000 years. That's a closest, closer that e- n- number to the actual tilt they demonstrate on the planet. That even matches my assumption. Yeah.
0: Because remember, we're talking about 10%. Mm-hmm. Being thirty-seven thousand years, but we know it's not ten percent, so it's a lot more than thirty-seven thousand years. Chances are, so it, the 40, 45 sounds a lot more accurate. Mm-hmm. Maybe even more than the thirty-seven thousand. Mm-hmm. So you know, this is the kind of stuff that we we actually think about when we watch a show. Uh, all the, all those questions, and I you know, and I know this is a sci-fi show. You know, we should take. Everything with a grain of salt, because that's the reason why we watch. That's the reason why I watch sci-fi, is to to escape mentally. It's a mental vacation from uh, from from the everyday. But I cannot help it. <laughs> I cannot help it. And 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 obviously, you can't help yourself either. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. This show it's so amazing because he's, um, he's waking up from, from his slumber. And he obviously, you know, is in the middle of the jungle. There's civilization nothing. is not like he remembered. There's absolutely nothing survived. And he is bent on reviving civilization. And and he's gonna he said he's gonna kick it into high gear. He's gonna use all his knowledge to to bring civilization into uh, the modern age as he remembered that was
1: knowledge of science. Get excited!
0: <laughs> <laughs> that always gets me. Uh, every time he gets you know something interesting uh, he's about, or he's about was thinking about something he's gonna do, um, he always uses that phrase, and it's. The, the The show, and I don't know you probably noticed this too the show is is modeled as if you're playing a a game
2: yes, it is <laughs> so every, it actually is
0: <laughs> so like for example, when he goes let's say for example copper, right, and he discovers coppered, they have this little banner on the bottom that says coppered acquired. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they do that for every little thing that he gets, that is like a new kind of evolution or tool. And it's like, it's like acquired. acquired
0: <laughs> And uh, that's it. One of the cool things is, is that, and why I said this at the beginning, this show shows you uh, the importance of science because you could see him going through life and encountering challenge and he uses science to overcome that challenge Mm -hmm. in every episode there's a multitude of challenges that he overcomes now it it makes it really interesting because he comes up with this thought like for example and and again we're you know i know we're discussing the first episode but we 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 finished the entire season so we kind of go back and forth through the episodes but one of the points that uh, one of the episodes brings a point that I want to make is when he's talking about creating a car mm-hmm. or a cell phone, and and
1: a be, light bulb, a
0: light, yeah. <laughs> and, and those are things that you know, I mean, kind of you take it for granted. You're hearing my voice right now, and you, yeah. But if you watch the the the, the anime, you realize that what I'm talking about. They're in the middle of nowhere; civilization is completely gone. Nature is completely overrun. People are living in in either caves or or, or cabins,
2: mm-hmm. Made like a,
0: like little huts, like little huts, and and there he is bringing electricity and uh, scientific
1: creating d- engines, creating <laughs> engines, uh, cr-
0: creating beakers to do
1: scientific experiments, creating gunpowder. It, anything, but here's the funny thing. I mean, if you want to break it down, just think about it. It's just like this world when you're standing, you want to do anything, you want to make anything that was considered technology. You have to go back to the raw materials. You have to literally go and mine the material from the ground, process it, have it ready so you can assemble a part I of mean, whatever you're trying to build.
0: It, it's amazing because, granted, it's, it's not a class. In
1: science mm-hmm. but he
0: shows you he shows the scientific process mm-hmm. where he was you know he's trying to discover how he's, how is it that he woke up right so he starts you know assuming things like he was in a cave uh, it, it was related to um, the the feces from a, uh,
1: the, the the urine urine, the urine.
0: from from it had
1: nitrate uh, acid.
0: Nitrate acid. So, so he started. Okay. So it must. This must be related. So he started pouring that into a, a bird. It didn't work. So then he started thinking. Okay. What? What was? So he's he's.
1: He examined the environment or whatever he was and the conditions that allow him to become, again, non-petrified. And he tries to replay it over and over and over with different ways of experimenting.
0: So he comes up with a theory. And from that theory, he brings uh, an experiment. That didn't work. He goes back to the theory. uh, Alters his perceptions. Make another uh, uh, experimenting. And this is how he brought his friend Taiju back. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of this experiment, experimental process, he was able to to discover not, the dis- mix, discover of the, it's the, the he needed exactly. So this is at his at his heart. This is the the scientific process where you go and and you know it is the, the failing is what teaches you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you learn from your mistakes. You go back to the drawing board, and, and he does that through the entire show. Um, also in creating things. When he's, he's going to build something, it fails the first couple of times that mm-hmm. he does it. On, and he continues until it actually creates it. Um, what happened with the light bulb? How many times did they broke it? Mm-hmm. When they turned it on because the filament was breaking, it, 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 it was breaking the It was the no glass.
1: vacuum.
0: It was not a vacuum.
1: So they continue so, to burn and burn off.
0: So it, while this is not a, a, a class, obviously,
1: it, it teaches you.
0: I, I feel like this actually shows you what the scientific process is. And in essence, try to help us get excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pond intended. <laughs> get excited about us science.
1: Honestly, when I watched the first episode, it made me feel like going to the backyard and just grab dirt and make stuff up. And I was like, oh, shit. things.
0: many things, <laughs> many things he, told, he tells you, go try it out. Like, for example, when he created a funnel, like, how is water going up a hose? Mm-hmm. And, and he said, okay, go to your bathtub right now and, and, and use this and you'll see how the water, the, the bathtub is going to empty it out because the water is going to travel up instead of travel down. Um, when he did the wine, Yes, you know he's he's telling you. So Taiju said, "Oh, so this is just a waiting game." He said, "Yeah, pretty much. You go, you mush the grapes, you and he says you just um, mix them every day until they're done." Mm-hmm. Granted, it doesn't give you the entire process. It doesn't doesn't tell you how long it is. But I think the whole idea for the show is showing you how you know get 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 you excited about the science in everyday life and and you kind of yeah, look at usefulness. this the
1: usefulness
0: you can help but realize all the stuff that we take for granted
1: yes you know that's for sure
0: you see him struggle and you're like wow you know uh, how important lights are mhm you know how important electricity is you know water like bathroom and stuff like that that you really don't take for. How many tools that
1: we use on a daily basis? Exactly. The most important thing. Most people, they, they will go nuts without their cell phones. Exactly. Like most people would not be okay if you just drop them in the middle of Stone Age and tell them to survive. They're going to be like, okay, I don't know where to even start.
0: <laughs> so, you know, this is this is one of the cool things about this show is is the... It, it just gets you going and, and, and everything that... When, when was it that you saw this show for the first i mean I cannot believe that this show has been going on since 2019 and I only heard of it recently
1: so so I didn't know about the show neither i was i'm always talking to with friends uh to find new shows and and this friend of mine he told me about dr Stone and also he told me about another show that I want to get you into too, but that one is not sci-fi it's called golden kamui Mm-hmm. And I started Dr. Stone. I even haven't continued the other one. Like, I watched the first season and I stopped. But Dr. Stone, like, I just couldn't stop watching it. It's like one of those shows that, that you watch them and you cannot stop watching. And when you finish, because there's no more episodes. You feel that your life is empty.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and that's exactly what happened to me. I was just, I started watching, you know, I was, okay, you know, the shows are short, you know, and it got to the point where by the end of the first episode, I just had to have the next one and the next one until I finished the entire season. Mm-hmm. It's one of those shows that you can't, you have to go, you have to continue to to, to see it.
1: Hmm. That's just what I felt when I watch it. <laughs> And I mean, think about it, the story is perfectly built, very clever way, because the way that it's made, when it starts, it just starts creating questions over questions over questions in your head on what's going on. And it's not like they answer it all at once for you. They go go giving you bits and bits, and as they go giving you bits and bits, they will give you lots and lots more of questions.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Now I just I just remember uh, a question that you brought up that we kind of got sidetracked is going back to how the civilization stayed the way they are, and and I know we're gonna go away a little to explain this from the first um, episode,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: later we discover that Senku's dad, um, which is not his biological father, um, because. His son wanted to be a an astronaut. He wanted to be an astronaut also, but he because his son wanted to be an astronaut, he made extra effort, and his son Senku actually helped him out. So he he got he got to the point where he said, "I have to do this. I mean, my son is doing all this stuff. He's going out of this way." To, to make my dream a reality. And, and in a way, we know that he wanted to make his dream a reality because that's also Senku's dream. Mm-hmm. So he became an astronaut. And by the time that the, the green glow took over the entire planet and turned everyone into stone, they, uh, he, along with other astronauts, were at, a, at the, uh, the ISS, space
1: station.
0: Yeah. The ISS. So they were completely safe from from the whatever the, radiation
1: he, or something yeah, about it, that
0: it, it looks like it might have been radiation we still don't know what it is i like to hope that somewhere down the line in the, in the show they and i it. think
1: they might give that to us at some point of the show because mm-hmm. if you think about it they have already like he's trying to find that out too mm-hmm. he has already before we finish the whole thing you remember he actually theorized one or two things that could have happened exactly Try to find a scientific explanation to it
0: so going back to the explanation um the astronauts um got into the soyuz and and they they landed back on earth um because they saw what was going on and they realized, you know the, the issue i think even at the at the station they were able to look at you know the the webcams that we can see nowadays. Mm-hmm. And you could see how everything was, you know, everyone was petrified. So they went down. And these are the people they actually started, you know, back in 2019, uh, they started civilization again.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that is what brought some questions for us. Like for example, um, it, three thousand years, you know, for, from that, from there, it doesn't seem to me the amount of people on that village justifies the amount of time on the planet.
1: Here's my thing: for three thousand years, maybe. For thirty-seven thousand years, definitely not. Because you know, granted, there has been there should be there should be hundreds of clans. By 37,000 years, yeah. <laughs> if they're reproducing 3,000 years, we're talking about, what, 30 generations? 3,700, 37 generations? Yes. Giving 100 years of lifespan?
0: So that's, that's, that's one of the questions. So to that's add.
1: not a lot. Now, if you think about 37,000 years, there's first not going to be trace already of DNA or resemblance on the villagers, to the astronauts. Also, they will be thousands and thousands by then. Yeah. If you think about it.
0: So, yeah, I was just, I was looking into that. And, and, and it doesn't, like you said, there should have been a lot more people mm-hmm. than, than what we see in the village. Another thing that I was wondering is, these people were, were astronauts. Granted they were not scientists mm-hmm. i I gave them that you know usually uh, when you have an a mission for astronauts, you pick the astronauts best you know best for the need of the mission, so you might have a doctor, you might have a botanist you know you have to pick an expert based on the mission that you want that all of the
1: research yeah, yeah
0: exactly so why didn't we have some sort of
2: expert
0: specialist on <laughs> this village on whatever speciality any of the astronauts had? Because it's obviously they had kids. And, and you can pass knowledge from generation to generation. Yeah, The only knowledge that was passed down was from Senko's dad, as a story that went from generation to generation,
1: and he was a teacher, exactly. he was not a specialist or something
0: so you know that those are, that's another question that I had. And also, we know that when you tell story, you know there there's a how they call that. They say there's a loss in communication. There's always a loss in communication.
1: Exactly the same that I was telling about you staying conscious for so long. Same thing about a story that is being told over generations. It loses the integrity of the data over time. So if you tell someone
0: something, that person is going to hear It's going to interpret based on how their perception to what you are saying. And it's going to retain a version of what you said in their head. So that person is going to tell a third person is, I can guarantee you, it's not going to be exactly the same. There's going to be some changes based on the perception of that person.
1: I mean, think about it. Even if you change a word every time that is being said, that's enough mm-hmm. to, over time, have a complete different story, paraphrased.
0: So that's another thing that I found interesting is how the priestess of this village came the stories of the, you know, how do they call the founders? It? The founders, and this story is somewhat, and I know it's not, it's never going to be exactly the same, but it is very coherent after three thousand years. Yep. And it doesn't doesn't seem right to me no. that it would be coherent.
1: I mean, I mean, the excuse behind it is she's a priestess. There's being always a priestess and the priestess is that single person that is uh, uh on the duty of remember these stories tell it to the people and tell it to their predecessor
0: so their sole job is to make sure the authenticity of the story and, and the error free and, and again you know i i get that and, and you if you think about it is always going to be the pers- so. Let's say, for example, the the, pri- the first priestess right tells the second priestess mm-hmm. back to how how I was saying it. The second priestess is going to hear the story from the first priestess, and is going to retain a version of what she says because of her perception of reality. Mm-hmm. So now this person is going to third is going to tell the same stories to the third priestess is going to tell a version of what she thought the story was based on her perception to the third one. And the third one is going to hear it and interpret in her perception. So even on three tellings, or let's say three generations... A
1: lot could change.
0: A lot has changed. Yeah. So... I I really want to hear, I don't know if you guys have heard of this show before. Uh it is definitely new to me. And I am very interested to hear from you guys. If you've never seen it especially, and you decide to watch the show, tell me what your perception is of this show. Um I find it I I think if you're a sci-fi lover and especially likes science Mm -hmm. this show should appeal to you
1: most definitely
0: and i really am really curious to see what you think about this show so if you can reach out to us on twitter or even go to our discord and, and let's talk about this show let me let me hear what you think um You know, what is your perception of the show? What you like the most about this show?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Join our Discord channel and let's have a talk about it. And don't forget, get excited.
0: Well, this is the end of the show for now. Please let us know if you like this episode.
1: And if you have any ideas about which topics you would like us to discuss in the next episodes, reach out. We'll love to hear from you.
0: Remember... You can follow us on Twitter at SciFiRemnant. And if you like this podcast, please share it.
1: And don't forget to rate us in your favorite podcast platform. This will help us grow. Thank you so much.
0: See you next time. This is Science Fiction Remnant, signing off.